So it's so. a very sign of a cold or flu. You know, when you're not even sure you're catching a cold, start the supporting supplements immediately as if you already had a cold. Yeah, the sooner you start, the higher and quicker your success rate will yes. be. And that means less suffering. So, you know, often some of these protocols can get rid of colds or flus, sometimes wiping them out oh, overnight. Yeah. These protocols can literally change your life. I mean, we're always evolving. We're always improving our protocols with the latest research. We try to keep up with the latest research. But the bugs are tough, and they're getting tougher. I was just asked the other day by someone new to us if I was the Forbidden Doctor. Of course I said no. The Forbidden Doctor is not me at all. We are not the Forbidden Doctor. Jack is not the Forbidden Doctor. It's in you. The Forbidden Doctor is that magical, mystical power inside of you that is controlling and healing you. It's that beautiful, marvelous, almost miraculous force that controls all healing. It's that innate intelligence, that life force directed influence that triggered your DNA to guide the building of your body after conception. Yeah, it's that power that sustains your life, repairs your wounds and lesions, and it never stops working. It's that essential part of you that keeps you alive and heals your every hurt. This is the Forbidden Doctor. It's not me. It's that part of you. The powers that be have decreed forbidden to ever learn about or even consider and never ever rely upon. For it is forbidden that you even know this life force exists at all. You are your own forbidden doctor. Yes. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jack. And Mary. And welcome back to the Forbidden Doctor podcast. This is podcast episode 190, Coronavirus. The Forbidden Defense. Ooh, and we are so grateful to our sponsor, Cashback World. We have two great new videos for you. They're just three minutes long. Just go to whynotgetcashback.com to watch them. And over there, there's also another new, longer video that will explain a whole lot more. Yes, I think you'll enjoy it. Yes, you certainly will. Mm -hmm. And the best announcement of all, yes. you can now order standard process through our website without a portal of any kind. Yeah. I mean, you want something, you just order it. You don't have to sign in. You don't have to take a survey. And there's certainly no more background checks on your Uncle Bob <laughs> or anybody we did, else. We did that before, right? That's right. We did, yeah. And so you just enter the name of the supplement and check out. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Yeah. So, with, so those, with those two things out of the way, <laughs> let's just get on with our latest podcast. And this is by request, obviously, you know, that we're going to be talking about this deadly serious concern that's spreading over the planet, even as we record this podcast. Yeah, this coronavirus, and we're not talking about the beer. No, we're not. <laughs> no. That drives That you. is kind of a virus. Yes, but, well, if you put in a lime, yeah, I understand it. Then it's, it's okay. It doesn't hurt. No, I've got, uh, I have patients who've been asking for this. I think we have some podcast listeners who've been asking for this because it's really prescient right now. It's really... Uh, in the news, and it, you know, and all of a sudden, it's just appeared like so many times in the past, like some new hobgoblin just shows up on your doorstep. Yeah, the flu's always been around, but you know, it, it, the the coronavirus is now again taking over, scaring everybody to get to death. I saw a picture of the globe the other day that had the world, the globe, and it had a mask on it and a surgeon's hat on the top of it. And it's just like, I, I the propaganda, I mean, well, Goebbels would be proud of this. Mm. This is just amazing. So the name of this kind of virus, coronavirus, comes from the crown-like spikes it has on its surface. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but corona is Latin for crown. It's yes. not really for yeah. beer. It's... <laughs> And, and these spikes look like little crowns coming yes. out if, yep. you, if you've seen it on the news. And the coronavirus, I mean, a lot of common rhinitis, colds, flus, things like this are often caused by coronaviruses. But this is something, this is something different, at least in China. I mean, several cases have shown up in the United States. Nothing really serious here as of this podcast. I think when I was looking at the news this morning, there was a reference to somebody in the Philippines yeah, they died. dying from mm -hmm. it. Well, what's happened here is this. But a lot of people die from the flu. 
Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... Since the first, since, you know, we're in February, so since the first of the year in January, I think the CDC was reporting like 1,500 people or something like that have already died nationwide in America from the flu alone. But this is, this is something, it could be different. Well, it is. It is because they're attributing it, or at least some people are, to this laboratory in Wuhan, China, where the outbreak took place, which is the only BSL for lab uh, in China, and it's, it, well, they're working with the world's most dangerous pathogens. Okay, so what's a BSL-4 lab? Well, it's the highest level of biocontainment. Uh, we've seen movies like uh, Outbreak and, and Contagion, and where you see people in these rooms in these biohazard suits, these hazmat suits, mm-hmm. with uh, oxygen coming into their, uh, their suit as they walk around, and they're working with... Uh, uh, these various kinds of uh, bacterial or, or pathogenic-oriented equipment. Well, this must be more because they had those same that same contraption when my dad was in the hospital. Remember, they had it looked like you know a guy walking on the moon. Yeah, the nurses would come in with their own oxygen and yep. this big hat and everything yep. else. Well, they were concerned with what he might have been carrying. Well, he was. He wasn't carrying anything. But these are these are the full but this, suits, yeah, this everything. Is, yeah, because they're going to filter the air. They're going to treat the water and waste before anything gets out of that laboratory. And the, the researchers have to change clothes and shower before they go into the lab, after they come out of the lab. And obviously what goes on in these labs is, well, it's very controversial. And so, I mean, there's even scientists outside of China writing about this because of the pathogens that might be escaping from this BSL-4 lab. They've only been up for two years. They, they were only mm. up and operating in, uh, since 2017. The French helped them to build the system. Oh, that's good. And uh, a lot of outside of China agencies around the world have expressed a lot of concerns for this lab using such dangerous pathogens in their research with the lab actually not being that old. And, and, and as far as the researchers... You mean, you mean like weaponizing it or well, something? Well, that's, that's the talk. Now, according to The Lancet which is the oldest, I, I think the Lancet may even be older than the British Medical Journal, going back to the 1600s. But anyway, the, the coronavirus has already achieved a 15% uh, fatality rate, an 83% infection, which just means for every 100 people that get exposed to this, 83 of them are going to get sick, 15 of them are going to die. And, and, it's, and if you compare that, say you compare that to the population of Los Angeles, um, the current greater metropolitan Los Angeles area, uh, with a 15% fatality rate, 1.4 million people would in Los Angeles alone would die Ooh. if the numbers reported in the Lancet held true. Our daughter lives there. Yeah, she's she, she is in the well. She's right next to LA. Yeah. She's in uh, Santa, Santa Monica, Monica in the greater yeah. area. So, according to the recent analysis that that was just published in the Lancet, um, fam, the family members of the victims, and of course they're watching everybody that someone who's who's contracted come down with a viral infection. They, they watch everybody that's been around them. And the family members were showing no symptoms for at least eight days before they finally began to be diagnosed with full-blown symptoms. And, and additionally, about 2% of those that were infected showed no signs of fever or respiratory distress, Ooh. meaning they're able to pass right through airport screenings, um, security measures, so that's because they're not showing signs or symptoms, no fever or anything else. So that's what's a lot scarier about this, right? Well, yes. Because you can't tell if somebody's, you know how they always say, if you have a fever, don't bring your child to school. You know, yeah, that they, kind of thing. And they check for fevers in airports. They're cold, they're, they're clammy and they're, you know, runny, uh, itchy, uh-huh. watery eyes and nose and they're having other kinds of symptoms. Uh, so this coronavirus has no symptoms for... It, it doesn't show for maybe eight, eight days. Yeah, but the real problem with is that they're claiming that you can be infectious even though you're not showing symptoms. Yeah, right. Usually, you're not really contagious in front of somebody else unless your body has already responded to the presence of the pathogen. And, and then you, you're exposing... The cell-mediated immunity. Yeah, you're yeah. expressing... Right, the cell-mediated... <laughs> the cell-mediated immunity starts taking over with your body's response to the presence of the pathogen, the microbe, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this case, uh, you can be spreading it without showing signs. Now, this, uh, this, this BSL-4 lab in China is about 30 miles from this Wuhan fish market where the original outbreak, they said, uh, occurred uh, in December of 2019. But that announcement has pretty well been largely discredited. Uh, and there are those who are claiming, well, maybe it's being used as a cover-up. I, I don't know. But the yeah. latest study out of India, a group of doctors in India working with this virus in their own labs, um, have 
they've, they're suggesting bioengineering taking place with the insertion of the AIDS viral segments in the middle of the coronavirus's RNA sequence. Whoa. Now, what that means is, is when they look at the, the molecular structure of the, well, the chemical structure inside the virus that allows that virus to replicate itself through this RNA sequencing, they're finding, I, it's hard for me to even say this, they're finding AIDS sequences inside the coronavirus sequence. Now, what's that mean? Yeah. It's, it simply means that they have found four insertions of the HIV-1 um, viral virus. group mm-hmm. showing up inside of this coronavirus. And the, there's, what I'm looking at their study now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people involved in it. This has not been peer-reviewed yet. This is just a preprint of this article that they're publishing. It has not been um, peer-reviewed. It's always good to have peer review because it, it lends more authority to it. But they're sitting there taking the RNA structure of this virus apart, and they're finding something, and I'm going to quote here. The finding of four unique inserts in this virus, the coronavirus, all of which have identity and similarity to amino acid residues in key structural proteins of HIV-1. And it is unlikely... The virus that causes AIDS. ...to be fortuitous in nature. Right. Now, that's right. That's what it says right in the study. In other words, it hasn't... Nature doesn't stick four sequences from an AIDS virus in the middle of this new coronavirus. Now, a virus mutates easily because it doesn't have a DNA structure of higher life forms to to keep its replication in check. So it just means that this form of coronavirus has not been around long enough to mutate sufficiently to include identifiable RNA segments from the HIV-1 virus. And that's why people are sitting back and they're very careful about what they say but if they're saying this is suggesting the, biowarfare manipulation. Yeah, and if that wasn't enough, the the patients are responding to AIDS medication. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of... Yeah, in the preliminary reports. Yeah. Once they found that there were AIDS sequences inside this coronavirus RNA structure, they started giving them AIDS medication and they started responding. This... This is all starting to feel a lot like the Titanic running full steam ahead (laughs) through a pitch dark night in an ocean full of icebergs. (laughs) And and of course, very shortly now, there's going to be an announcement of a vaccine for this virus. I mean, it's all a part of the business model. I I don't want to sound too cynical or or, uh, conspiratorial myself, but for Pete's sake, we've seen this over and over again. Yeah, you sent me a picture of, it looks like a meeting for Goldman Sachs. Yep. And it says they have a slideshow up on the screen, and it says Goldman Sachs asks in biotech's research report, quote, is curing patients a sustainable business model? Well, of course not. Yeah. So that was pretty fascinating. So how, how, do you, how can you get a vaccine out so quickly? When you look at some of the major drugs in the market and the years and the hundreds of millions of dollars that are involved in getting them out, well, remember, a vaccine is not a drug. The vaccine is simply a biological entity because it's got a microbe in it. And it doesn't need the extensive testing, or it's not required, let me put it that way, to go through the extensive testing that drugs require. So the bottom line is, well, essentially, there's no real testing. I mean, how can you rely on some new vaccine's long-term effects with only a few weeks of testing? Yeah. I mean, a successful test occurs when antibodies to the antigen are detected. You get injected with something, a week to two weeks later, suddenly there's antibodies showing up in the blood. Oh, it worked. But when there's no long-term side effect considerations, they they can't possibly be made in so short of a time. So the argument is, well, there's no time. We've got to hurry up and get the vaccine out as fast as we can because to use the vaccine to prevent the coronavirus is more important than the side effects created by all the other chemical ingredients contained in the vaccine. So just shut up. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about the the. The f- we, we recently had a patient that got the flu vaccine against our recommendations and came very, very, very close to dying. They were talking about organ donation. Oh, yeah, so. they're starting to recover. But they ask up front, do you think we should get the flu? And, uh, you know, we can't tell them not to. 
But we say, well, if it was me, I wouldn't do it. I've never had a flu vaccine. Yeah. I have never had one. And I've never gone through this two-week thing that I see a lot of other people going through all the time. I'd rather, in fact, I'd rather be sick for a week or two with the flu than to have all those chemicals injected into me. Yeah. So anyway, we want to we start this podcast with referring you to podcast 136. Uh, what to do before the flu, during the flu, and after the flu. And, I mean, this is a fabulous video cast. Yeah, it, it's I not just so a myself, podcast. It's, yes. it's, Mary was at her best when she put this together. It's really, really good. It goes in, it has pictures and it flows and it's got everything. We don't want to redo that podcast today, but please go listen to it again or watch it, actually. It's a video. Oh, yeah. There's so. a lot of graphic material there. Not just the audio, but the, the uh, visual. Yeah. So the we're going to hit a few key points to yes. help you prepare for this coming coronavirus and, of course, any other flu that comes your way. So. Yeah, so we want to start with something that's so necessary to the human body in so many ways. And its, it's role in the immune response has been so underplayed that we can only describe it uh, as in so many other, uh, with so many other things as just pure criminal neglect. Yeah, we're going to just touch on a few things here. And the yeah. first thing we're going to tell you about is the real vitamin D extract from cod liver oil. I mean, we're going to tell you about real whole food supplements from plants and support for the entire immune alliance, glandular extracts, and the most amazing antimicrobials to kill germs, viruses, and fungus in yes. your sinuses, throat, bronchi, and lungs. Yeah, in short, so. we're just going to tell you how to help build your body's immune system so it can kill the viruses that cause the colds and the flus and the sinusitis and bronchitis and pneumonia. And, and to fight off the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. And, and so we're going to take the approach of telling you a few things that we tell patients every day. Patients will come in, what do I do about the cold? I got sore throats. My kids are coughing and hacking and we think they're coming down. What do you reckon? This, this podcast is based on what we recommend for somebody with a common cold, the common flu, because those are created by a coronavirus Yeah, in most cases. So, and with this coronavirus now that out of Wuhan, China, uh, is slightly different because these Indian researchers say, hey, man, we found something in the middle of this virus that nature probably didn't put there. So, Heavy uh, sigh. Yeah. So let's start with the real vitamin D. Yes. So this is D. from an article from Vitamin D to Hormones. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Says there's no question that vitamin D is a critical nutrient. It is anti-cancer. It is an essential part of your hormone balance. It is a building block to prevent and treat chronic colds, flu, bronchitis, and pneumonia. Yeah. Unquote. It, well, right. In fact, it's, it's a very important part of our flu, cold, sinus, bronchitis, pneumonia protocols that includes this vitamin D-rich cod liver oil that we're talking about from Standard Process, as well as four other things, Immuplex and Conjuplex, and very two powerful herbal products, Pomico and Broncoffect. And we will talk briefly about those, just so you understand why we recommend those things. Not only in a sense if when when parents come in saying their kid or their their uh, spouse or workers, family members, whatever, are coming down with something, this is stuff we recommend to do on a prophylactic basis prior to to coming in contact with someone that's sick. Okay, so let's just show this. My, oh, my, have things changed (laughs) (laughs) concerning vitamin D. Medicine's understanding of nutrition has gone completely from vitamin D therapy is a scam and vitamins may cause your death. Oh, they've said those things. Yeah, to saying that vitamin D has a major impact on your immune system. I mean, nobody comes in to see us that doesn't have this horrible number from their doctors saying, I'm so low in vitamin D. They couldn't even test it. They couldn't even find it. And, and then, then they're thrown on these horrible um, synthetic vitamin Ds. Yep. Because now they're saying vitamin D is a major fighter of inflammation. It plays a critical role in prevention and treatment of asthma. Um, it helps hormones. Um, they, you know, it's a steroid hormone. Um, it, so the vitamin D helps the endocrine system. They're saying it's a potent cancer inhibitor. They're saying this now, and it plays a major role in cases of chronic sinusitis, serious infection, and chronic 
rhinosinusitis. Oh, very good. You got through that. <laughs> she's quoting. She's quoting from uh, 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 some doctors at the title of the study, vitamin D and chronic rhinitis. Yeah. yeah. My, my whole thing's changed yeah, in the light of day. in allergy yeah. and clinical immunology, February of 2012. <laughs> I mean, that's eight years ago. Yeah, suddenly. But, we uh, we yeah. now need our spleen, I which they'd you, said we didn't need a few years ago. I so. think you got the, through that really well. <laughs> you did a, I was sitting here, uh, you could do it, you could do it, you could do it. <laughs> So but anyway, the point is that now they're saying vitamin D is very important, which I'm glad. Yeah. But they're, of course, pushing the synthetic vitamin D, yeah. which you do not want to take. Well, store. Don't take, yeah, don't take the store-bought vitamin D. I mean, Mm-mm. be sure to use whole food vitamin D from real cod liver oil. Unfortunately, most cod liver oils are now industrially produced from the livers of inferior fish. Cheap fish. Yeah, well, the oil, the oil is very heavily treated, and, and most brands remove the natural vitamins A and D, and then they stick. <laughs> they add it back in. They put back in synthetic forms of yeah. A and D. So they use crappy fish. Yeah. And then they so there's very put few it back in. forms of, of the last real cod liver oil out there. And we're very proud of the fact that standard processes cod liver oil is made from the livers of healthy fish from pristine deep ocean waters in the northern Atlantic off the coast of Scandinavia. You know, they didn't have cod liver oil for a long time because they didn't feel like they could find the purest... Yep. The cleanest, everything. On so, a sustainable basis. Yeah, on a sustainable, yeah, they, they knew their they work. Found, they found small batches here and there, but for the size of Standard Process's distribution, yeah. they had to have a very good, reliable source of vitamin D-rich cod liver oil. Because a good, healthy liver, cod liver, contains thousands of molecular structures. Oh, yeah. Science has so. clues on approximately how two dozen of those structures work. And the remaining thousands of molecules and nutritional structures. I mean, Mother Nature put it in there. I mean, does Mother Nature consider that to be necessary? I mean, we simply don't—we don't understand everything. And in many cases, they haven't even been fully identified. Yeah, the unknown factors, Dr. Lee always talked about. Yeah, but there's one thing we do know about real cod liver oil. It contains all the hundreds or thousands of naturally occurring vitamin D structures. And you can't put that in a synthetic. No. So you want to be sure to take standard processes— Cod liver oil. The normal dose of cod liver oil to get the vitamin D you need for your immune response is about three to four capsules a day. Yeah, but when your body's under stress, like if you have the flu, like coronavirus or any type of flu, your vitamin D is sucked up. It's utilized really, really quickly. And so you might need to take more, you know, than three to four a day, six capsules if you're sick. So, but if you try to take a higher dose of the synthetic vitamin D, you're going to risk a lot of problems. And why is that, well, Jack? Well, you just look at the ingredients in any store where you buy a bottle of vitamin D. You're going to see the word cholecalciferol. Yeah. Well, you know, and then go to the section of the store that, smell, that smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, that's the, uh, that's the aisle that has all of the um, detergents and bleaches and bathroom stuff. And I can hardly walk down that aisle. But that's not what I'm talking about. You go to the section of the store that sells the small mammal poisons, like for mice and rats and other small pests. Yeah, you'll see the same word, that main ingredient, colocalciferol, in the small mammal poisons. How can that be? I mean, how, what? <laughs> how can I go to one end of the grocery store into where they have nutritional supplements, pick up vitamin D, and it says colocalciferol, and then I can go to the small mammal poison section where they have the the ant stuff and the roach stuff and the small mammal and pick up the thing and it says coli, the same word, colocalciferol on the this small mammal. This is crazy. Animal. What is going on? Well, colocalciferol is a synthetic chemical and yeah. it's made in laboratories that mimics vitamin D. And how can that be bad? I mean, if it's cheaper and the FDA considers it to be a vitamin D, it, well, synthetic, synthetic vitamin, vitamin D has been around for decades, as most synthetic vitamins have been. Um, only chemical counterfeits, you know, of the real thing. They're, they're not food. Yeah. And, and, and just think about it. I mean, it's so much cheaper to take a chemical compound apart in a laboratory. You know, you, you, you're sitting there researching, you're looking at it, you're doing your test, you find the part of it that's operational, as you egotistically think. You know, Mother Nature made it this way, and this is what really is the vitamin D part that Mother Nature made. And you start mass producing that on some large scale for so much less cost than harvesting codfish yeah, that's... or other species where, you know, where their livers contain sufficient levels of vitamin D. So you have to man the boats 
with all those hard costs and the diesel fuel and the payroll and the upkeep of the ships. You got to catch the fish. You got to collect the livers. You got to process the oil in some hygienic environment. You got to bring the oil to shore. You got to pack it in soft gel (laughs) pearls. You know, keeping the product in temperature-controlled storage. Then you have to advertise it. you got to ship it to awaiting customers. And rather than buying a 55-gallon, you know, thing. Drum of chemicals. Drum of chemicals from China and sticking it in a capsule. Well, it's just the Western world way to counterfeit the more expensive processes and produce something that looks like the real McCoy. It, It tests like the real McCoy in the lab to a certain degree. But it comes with a terrible price tag that you might not want. Calcification of the kidneys. That's what kills the small mammals. They get colecalciferol in this rat poison, mouse poison, whatever. And they die of kidney failure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, you know, uh, the, the other poisons out there are causing hemorrhagic bleeding where they bleed to death internally, like from warfarin. Or warfarin, depending on what school you went to. Yeah. So I guess the colecalciferol just seems more humane. <laughs> well, of course, except when it gets into the human body, even in small amounts. Yeah. So what happens to a human body that takes this chemical? I mean, it's used to kill mice and rats in their body? So tell us. Well, the children, a lot of children suffered from calcification of the kidneys leading to kidney failure when this chemical first appeared in the marketplace prior to World War II. Oh, just that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even now, high doses of this chemical can cause systemic muscle and joint pain in adults. We'll have patients come in and, oh, I, you know, I just, I'm just terrible. And, I, you know, I used to feel so good. Well, what's different? And you, nothing's different. Everything's the same. But after you interview and consult with them a few minutes, oh, my doctor put me on 50,000 units of vitamin D a day. Oh, 50,000. The poor man. The poor man doesn't even read their own research. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, if you will stop those 50,000 units of synthetic vitamin D a day within two weeks, this pain will be 90% gone without me doing anything. And we have had patients have Over that. and over again. Yeah. Yeah, we over have. and over again. Did you start on vitamin D? That's what we t- we tell. Well, them I about. mean, this current fad of tens of thousands of international units for vitamin D dosing slowly, I think, being exposed now for the terrible mistake that it's been. Yeah. Well, these you you know what else they've done? These bacterial soaps yep. that slowly stopped disappearing from the yep. supermarkets because they caused more problems than they solved. They destroyed all the good bacteria and, you know, that little delicate balance of our microbiome, that little tiny thing. So, well, you vitamin know, D. they're going to see the same thing with vitamin D. They saw the same thing with vitamin A, these synthetic vitamin A's, which, of course, does not happen when you get it from food. Yep. Now, we'll get to why vitamin D is so important here in a few moments, but... The vitamin D from cod liver oil has none of those properties that lead to calcification of the kidneys and will efficiently do what nature intended for vitamin D to do, which is absorption of calcium in the gut into the blood. Now, calcium gets into the gut by what you eat, big leafy green vegetables, <clears throat> excuse me, animal products, but most, most importantly, in a concentrated form, cod liver oil. Yeah. And the cod liver oil has vitamin D, it has vitamin A, it's got the uh, essential amino, I mean the uh, essential fatty acids, omega threes, DHA, EPA, this kind of stuff that's present in that oil. And it is. It does <clears throat> act like a hormone in your body. And we don't have time to get into all of it today, but I would just like to refer you to podcast yes. one forty. Save some time here. One forty on the vit- It's called the vitamin D hysteria. Yes. So. But, but with cod liver oil, you get the real McCoy because it's in a food-delivered source that not only has vitamin D, it has all those other things in it. Plus, as Mary, you said there a few minutes ago, the unknown factors mm-hmm. that are yet to be discovered in food completely missed at this point. For example, the skin of an apple is estimated to have maybe 50,000 phytonutrients in the skin of that apple. And I think they've identified about 2,000 of them so far. But they estimate 50,000 just in the skin of an apple. But you can synthesize it. Yeah, that, you know, that kind of nutrition is simply impossible coming out of a lab, you know? Well, let's get down to business because we're going to talk to you as if you were sitting right in our consultation room right now in our (laughs) office. Okay, how to kill coronavirus (laughs) or the flu. So on our website, we've done all the work for you. You simply click in the upper left search bar, type in flu, or you can type in coronavirus. Um, You'll see three different protocols, and they are for before. So in other words, building your immune system before, during, and after the flu. There are three steps or three protocols, so it's really easy. And step one is to build your immune system before. And you 
you know, especially before you get exposed to this virus, because we don't even know if people have this. So this no, is... That's, it's, all, it's almost like a stealth virus. Yeah, they don't show up. The symptoms don't show up, like we said, for eight days. So I would be taking Immuplex and our healing triad, which is the 636, 6 calcium lactate, 3 Cataplex F, and 6 Cataplex C. So you just simply go up to um, the left and type in flu or coronavirus. And then on the right, on the top right of our podcast... This is at ForbiddenDoctor.com. I mean, on the top right of our website, yep. it says you can search for podcasts and search for The Healing Triad. It's a short podcast. It's one of our first ones. It's number three, but it's classic and it needs to be listened to. And just listen to that. That's step one is to build your immune system before you're exposed. So we're recommending the Immuplex and The Healing Triad. And then step two. Yeah, when the symptoms finally show up, you're going to move into step two. These are there, And if you do step one religiously... Mm-hmm. Your chances of step two are greatly reduced, mm-hmm. but a step two at the first sign of symptoms, there's there's a few more supporting supplements in in the second protocol. I would just like to concentrate concentrate on two of the herbal antimicrobials, turmeric and garlic forte, for a minute. Yeah. These products are just absolutely amazing with a measurable kill ratio against viruses, bacteria, even fungus, and the reports. Uh, there's a lifetime of reading that exists right now in peer-reviewed research on just the effects of turmeric, its anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial effect in the body, and garlic oil. Just It's in the form of something called garlic forte. And turmeric forte. Both of which are available at standard process. Fortifying They're you. just just such powerful antimicrobial effect, besides all the other things they're good for. Okay, we read some really interesting articles um, from food chemistry and from... Let's see. I don't have the other one here. Well, they're but, they're you know they're about they're, they're studying curcumin, science, and the, which is a you know comes from a curcuminoid, curcuminoid, uh, which is what turmeric bears, and it, this one here inhibits influenza virus infection and hemagglutination activity. Um, so what it does is it it helps to uh, pro, to balance the clotting factor inside the body as well as it inhibits the growth of uh, viruses. And turmeric has a uh, neuraminidase enzyme. Ooh, that's uh, a hard word. Well, neuraminidase. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's a better way to say it. it, it what it does is it targets uh, an enzyme that the um, virus uses to spread the infection. Hmm. And so it goes right after it, and that's why turmeric has such powerful antimicrobial uh, properties, as does garlic oil against uh, gut bacteria. Yeah, it's a natural antibiotic. Yeah. So that's why we recommend that stuff. Okay, before we get to step three, I'm going to take a little short commercial break. So even if you've done it before, don't forget to do our free symptom survey. We offer it at ForbiddenDoctor.com. It's very comprehensive survey to which you'll get a very personalized protocol. It's very easy to fill out. You just have to click symptoms. I mean, click, click, click. It's nothing hard. But at the bottom of the survey, you can write in anything more you'd like us to know. So, again, as we talked about in the beginning, you don't have to take the survey now to be able to purchase products off of our website. But we would recommend you do it because you'll get a personalized protocol. And afterwards, you can have the opportunity to have a free 30-minute phone consultation. You don't have to do the consultation, but it's free. So how would you like to have a free consultation for 30 minutes where you don't even have to leave the comforts of your home? Sounds good to me. Yeah. And understand the survey saves you money in the long run because you're not taking supplements you don't need. And all of this at no charge to you. That's a heck of a deal. Yeah. All right, so we've gone over step one and two, which is before and during a viral attack. Now, let's talk about step three, which is after the attack. Because as you study the figures that come out of the CDC, secondary infections. So yeah, here's, here's what happens. You're doing fine, but you haven't done really, you're not sick, but you haven't done much to build the immune response. So you come in contact with some kind of a pathogen, some viral or bacterial entity, and you succumb to it, it begins to grow inside of you, and it manifests as a particular, either a, a gut flu or an upper respiratory flu or whatever else. And you, there are things that you want to do now in order to help your body be sustained through this which process. Which is step two. Which is step two. 
and then you conquer it. Let's say you conquer the flu. You, 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 your symptoms begin to subside. You start to feel better. But there's a step three. And this is what the CDC talks about in the sense of a secondary infection. This is where getting the flu and your body is depleted trying to deal with the flu becomes a sitting duck for pneumonia. And this is where organ failure happens. Yes. This is where people die. So the step three is really important. So if the symptoms spread to the, to the bronchi or the lungs and you start developing that chronic hacking cough, there are two great products that you can get through Standard Process, something called Broncoffect. These are combinations of several herbs, Broncoffect and Pulmaco, P-U-L-M-A-C-O. It's an expectorant. Pulmaco. They're yeah. expectorants, but they're also, again, antimicrobial. Mm-hmm. And they help to nourish the um, mucosa, the lining of the tissue. And, and they, um, they help clear the vital breathing passages. Yes. Makes so it easier that's to really breathe. Critical. And, and of course, uh, the bronch effect itself, working with the bronchi, help to support good immune response. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys know, microbes reproduce as, at an amazing rate when yeah, you're they're sick. they're worse than rabbits. Yeah. yeah. Some of them double their population in your nose and your throat and your lungs, your bronchi, every hour or two. So that's why it's important to recognize that you have a viral infection really early on. And that's why you want to use antimicrobial treatments very frequently. Yeah, you every know, hour. You know, Palmaco and uh, Broncoffect, about one to two uh, tablets, about every two hours. Yeah. Because you want to stay ahead of the infection. This is critical. Now, these aren't antibiotics. Yeah. Now, this isn't something that you get with a, um, a prescription. You just get this, you know, online here at ForbiddenDoctor.com. Now, I want to I say this disclaimer. <clears throat> if you are having trouble breathing, yes. you get to the ER ASAP. You don't fool around with anything. You don't pass, go, or collect 200. You go straight to the ER if you feel you're struggling to breathe. You don't fool around with a viral infection like that. What we're talking about is something on a little lesser serious grade. So our protocols at ForbiddenDoctor.com uh, the backbone of all three protocols is Conjuplex. You take about two of them every two hours, and Immuplex, about two of those every, about three times a day. And you continue taking these until all the symptoms are resolved. Now, Immuplex is the supreme immune system product that helps you actually beat the coronavirus or flu naturally because it tains, contains all of the phytoceuticals, the plant chemicals, the nutrients, all the extracts that your immune system needs to stay strong and healthy. And then the other Conjaplex is a very special product that contains the power of the whole vitamin complexes, the vitamins A and C, and the bioflavonoids with thymus gland extract. Now, your thymus gland is critical in fighting infections because it actually directs your immune T killer cells to go where they're needed. Yeah, we and, talked about Conjaplex in our last podcast yep. in depth. Yeah, And it also contains the plant form of calcium since calcium is needed in every immune system reaction. So what we're talking about here is proper nutrition, including the real vitamin A and D complexes, which are in Conjaplex. And they keep the immune system powered up and the powerful antimicrobial therapy attacks germs at the site with a proven kill ratio. I mean, our family is never without these products on hand. And even as we're getting older, we're still healthy. I mean, thanks to these products, if we ever get a flu or a cold, we know what to do to knock it out in 24 hours or less. Yeah. And for antibiotics, for acute sinus problems, most of Europe has tended to go away from prescription antibiotics. They rarely help to relieve symptoms. Yeah, the trend is to move away from this in Europe. yeah, yeah, because this is a virus we're talking about. So, but we just throw antibiotics at everything. So, so, and they can be very harmful. I mean, they they contribute to the overall antibiotic abuse problems worldwide, and American physicians just have not adopted the new attitude of restraint on antibiotic use for sinusitis. Yeah, because the new the newest <clears throat> studies on antibiotics show that 10 days of amoxicillin versus a placebo show no difference. Yeah, this is from the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA. The title of the study, Antibiotics and Topical Nasal Steroid for Treatment of Acute Maxillary Sinusitis. And the conclusion in there is that we didn't see any any difference between those taking the uh, antibiotic and, and the placebo. Yeah, well, if you want the real scoop, just go to the 
www.thent.com. W-W-W-T-H-E-N-N-T, the N-N-T, which stands for, I don't know. I don't know what it stands for. But I just, it's, it's just a website that I go, go to because it's a web page by MDs for, for MDs. Yeah. And there you'll find the results of all the studies we're talking about, the good results, the bad results, the slanted, the unslanted, the biased, the unbiased. That's, that's at www.thenn.t.com. And then you put in what you're looking for. You put in a treatment, you put in a drug, whatever else, and they'll show you. Well, the result, as far as using antibiotics for a virus, uh, and I just recently saw this, the results of all these studies show that 93.2%, that's 93 out of 100 people using antibiotics showed no benefit. Wow. Yeah, 6.8% had slight improvement, 12.5% were harmed. Mm. And 1.4% simply could not tolerate the drug. I wonder how they judged the harm part. Yeah. You know, they test their microbiome after? I mean. No, no, they had severe reactions to it. Oh. Yeah, so in simple terms. So they negated the microbiome. One in 15 were slightly helped. One in eight were harmed. And one in 78 simply no good. It didn't, it, they just couldn't tolerate the drugs at all. Yeah. So these facts are just so refreshing. <laughs> And yet antibiotics are still the gold standard treatment for sinusitis in this country. You, you go to an Instacare, you go to the emergency room, wherever you go in America, and you got a bad sinus infection, they're going to give you antibiotics, even though they have been shown to be totally ineffective. Yeah. So as far as flu goes, uh, the last few years, you know, been kind of ho-hum. Uh, every year they've got a new concoction of influenza A, influenza B, and some exotic influenza thing in the, in the concoction for the vaccine. And then a few months later, June, July, August, they, the, the CDC comes out and tells you why the flu vaccine was totally ineffective for the previous year. And now, because vaccine sales are way down as uh, people are getting wise to the fact that the vaccines really are ineffective, they can actually lead they can suppress the immune response where you end up with flu-like symptoms. They can cause memory loss. And that's yeah. coming out in the studies. Oh, I mean, you think a flu shot's harmless. And that's what they tell you. I mean, you can go to a drugstore and there's a person, they're not a nurse. They've just been trained on how to do an injection. Yeah, we have a lot of podcasts and, on the flu vaccine. Yeah, and you get the idea that, well, it must be harmless. But podcasts 129 and, one, and 30, 129 and 130, what's worse, the flu or the vaccine? Yeah. You know, but the U.S. government itself reports that the flu shots can cause horrific nervous system and brain damage. Awards have been paid out, and I'm going to read these to you, have been paid out to victims who suffered from acute inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. How would you like that one? Ooh. Chronic demyelinating polyneuropathy, acute disseminating encephalitis, acute respiratory distress syndrome, which we talked about in the last podcast, acute inflammatory demyelinating Polyridiculoneuropathy. Ooh, poly. There's 10 syllables in that word. I counted them. Ooh. Polyridiculoneuropathy. And death. And death, all attributed to the flu shot. And that's and they, not even to mention Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yeah, that almost killed our patient. Yep. So not sure how bad these side effects are. It, just look them up. You know, yeah, there you can go to the internet or, or go to thennt.com and read those. Yeah, and think about shooting a flu shot into an infant. A growing child, a neurologically growing child, you know, his nervous system, what is it, age seven before the nervous system yep. is? Yep, it, it, seven to eight before the nervous system is finally wired. Okay, and then worse than that, pregnant moms? I mean, and then seniors who are already weak, and that's that was our patient. He was a senior and um, just came within hours of dying. But so. don't worry. Don't start feeling sorry here for the vaccine makers because it may just be in time for another pandemic. And that's <laughs> what this coronavirus thing's all about. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few years since the last one that wasn't. Yeah, they had some going. You know, the swine flu, the bird flu, the H1N1. They had SARS yeah. years ago. And these simple scam pandemics have provided billions of dollars in profits for the vaccine makers. And, of course, no pandemic ever really existed. Yeah, like the measles pandemic. Yeah, yeah and you, they'll talk about the horrors of this and the horrors of that. But people dying of flu in this country, the numbers far outweigh those numbers. Yeah. So the final trick to beating colds and flu quickly, it, it lies primarily in building the immune system ahead of time. You know, I, I, often, well. I often use the, the analogy of Marines, 
you know, that are, that are out recruiting high school boys or girls to come into the Marines. And you can't just take them on the bus when they sign up and enlist at 18, mind you, and haul them off to the front lines in some foreign country. They have to go through rigid basic training first. I mean, they have to know which end of the gun the bullet comes out of. Your immune system has to be ready for the invader. And that's what we're talking about here, about getting it up and running ahead of time, supporting the body with whole food. Therapeutic supplementation. Yeah, not yeah. that synthetic crap. Yeah. And continuing to support it a while until after the symptoms have abated. I think we have the correct approach because our, our record with our patients speaks for that. As well as the, that's what, and the protocols that we have on our website are, you know, unequaled. Yeah. But viruses and bacteria, even fungi, reproduce at fantastic rates, as Mary was saying, sometimes doubling their populations in an hour. That doesn't mean 10,000 become 20,000 the next hour. That 20,000 becomes 40,000. The 40 becomes 80. The 80 becomes 160. That's why you can feel symptoms coming on and then, bam, you go down fast. Yeah, because if you wait, you know, hours or even days before starting this, you'll be trying to kill billions of microbes instead of just thousands. Yeah, so at the so. very sign of a cold or flu, you know, when you're not even sure you're catching a cold, start the supporting supplements immediately as if you already had a cold. Yeah, the sooner you start the higher and quicker your success rate will yes. be. And that means less suffering. So, you know, often some of these protocols can get rid of colds or flus, sometimes wiping them out oh, overnight. Yeah. These protocols can literally change your life. I mean, we're always evolving. We're always improving our protocols with the latest research. We try to keep up with the latest research. But the bugs are tough, and they're getting tougher. Yeah, they're getting we, tougher because of all the antibiotic therapy yeah, out there. We just barely updated our flu protocol, put in more things, took out other things that we found aren't working as well, and put other things in. It's a fantastic protocol. Because uh, decades of antibiotic abuse have, have caused these super strains of bugs. I mean, there's bugs that live only in the hospitals now. You won't find them out of the hospital. Yeah. And antibiotics just don't work as well as they used to because we've got new strains of bugs out there that have learned how to survive in the presence of these drugs. And the newer drugs are very powerful with strong effects that can ruin your life. Yeah, those fluoroquinolones. Fluoroquinolone in Ooh, particular. So yeah. you want to be armed. You want to be prepared. You want to make sure you get adequate supplies of real vitamin D from cod liver oil and the calcium sources and the other nutrients and antimicrobials to help you fight the newest, strongest microbial attacks, even including these pandemics that they're always telling us might be coming our way. Yeah. In fact, just a little reminder too, remember to take the calcium on an empty stomach. We do say that in our protocol, um, the flu protocol on our website, but be really careful because, you know, most of the calcium in your body is in your bones, but 1% is in your bloodstream and it needs to be on an empty stomach because there's a lot of phosphorus in food and if you take it with food it will go the calcium will go to your bones we want it to go to your um, bloodstream into your gut into your bloodstream and then the essential amino acids that are in our protocol will push it into your tissues so really try to remember that so welcome to the mindset offered by the forbidden doctor and enjoy the peace that comes from foundational healing rather than the useless frustrations of managing yeah. symptoms. So let's go. That's very good. So let's go through a quick <clears throat> I recap. I want to do a little recap and, and just have you know that one-third die from flu-related symptoms where the virus overwhelms the immune system. Okay, so right off the bat, boom, the virus kills them. One-third die from secondary bacterial infections. Usually that's from the lungs and pulmonary problems, you know, pneumonia. And then one-third die from organ failure. So it's, it's very important to catch this early, take the supporting nutrients, get off of sugar, which stuns your immune system for up to three days. And you can get through this. A lot of times without antibiotics, um, it is a virus, so you do want to be aware of that, that antibiotics don't work well. But secondary infections, maybe you need that, but we've got the protocol for before, during, and after on our website. So the medical treatment of the symptoms of disease will almost always fail to help you really resolve the underlying health problems. Yeah. They, they mitigate the symptoms. Yeah, sure, that's what they're designed for. But for that reason, 
None of the protocols in this podcast are intended to treat any disease or condition. Rather, they're designed to support you and help that forbidden doctor that's inside of you. And through using the symptom survey, you'll learn how, or be shown anyway, how to identify, address, support, eliminate the underlying causes of the health problems, which are diagnosed by your physician or medical professional. Yeah, this gives you the chance to finally get well and even helping your body heal itself because all healing is self-healing. So what do we do to protect ourselves? Well, we got a protocol on the website called the Flu Protocol, Coronavirus Influenza, RSV, SARS, MERS, all the rest of those kinds of things. Yeah, it's one of the finest and most effective protocols we've ever introduced. Yes, that's true. You can just simply type in flu or coronavirus in the search bar on the top left. Yep. And if you would like 20% off all the time, just join our VIP membership. Just go to ForbiddenDoctor.com VIP and start the healing process today. It's ForbiddenDoctor.com slash VIP. What did I say? <laughs> you just left off the slash. Oh. Yeah, but and you can get to it from our website, our homepage too. Yeah, and don't forget to tell your family and friends to take the free symptom survey. I mean, it's free. Yeah. Okay. The statements made in this podcast about specific products have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging or this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professionals. So thank you for listening to this forbidden information and our forbidden podcast. And join us next time for another in-depth discussion of forbidden knowledge. And we will see you then. Yes, we will. Thanks a lot.